Well, it's snowing here in Minnesota, so I, I turned on my furnace in my studio, so I'm going to turn that off so it doesn't, you don't get that sound when we're talking. <laughs> cool. I haven't heard anything yet if you need it on. But... Hey, PJ. Hey, guys. Just walking through the table. Did you like say it was snowing? <laughs> it is. It's crazy. I'm not I'm ready for it. outside for a bit. I wonder if it's snowing here. <laughs> Yikes. Not snowing here. It's been like back up in seventy-five degree weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went down to forty, <laughs> oh. and I was like, "This is great." <laughs> Where do you Shark. live? North Carolina. Oh, okay. It's just you can have a thirty-degree difference, temp difference in a day. So went out and bought. <laughs> just kidding. We were, you know, trying to you know walk more and get on walk. It's getting chilly, so we just went out on like last Sunday and bought. You know, girlfriend, I think a hat with a puff ball and a and a scarf. And I'm just like, well, hey, I like that jacket. I guess I'll get a jacket that I don't ever need. And, you know, wore it twice, and now it's hot again. Like, darn it! Well, it's so been it's a big much week of change because we have daylight savings, <laughs> and all of a sudden it goes, you know, from you know sunlight going down at six o'clock to five o'clock, and then also the temperature to like went down about twenty degrees. And that was snowing, so it's, it's like, uh, you know, that's part of being in, in Minnesota, I guess, that uh, you just have to roll with it. But Rip all the Band-Aids off at once. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's kind of nice to actually be in this beautiful blue sky place <laughs> with you guys and not thinking about snow. Uh, just, just don't let it, like, get to you, because PJ tells a bunch of guests that, you know, it's dark out when we get out of here, but it, it, for like an hour and a half or an hour, we've been talking in the sun, you, you, you know, it's like, oh, no, it's bedtime, but it does not feel like bedtime. Yeah. So don't like at all. go outside and freeze to death thinking it's <laughs> <laughs> spring and summer. <laughs> I see they still have your booth up over there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting double coverage this week. <laughs> yes. Well, last week... It was like kind of the tail end, so I had like two people to talk to, and so then they re-upped me for this week, and they just kept everything oh, nice. in there. Oh, awesome. So it sounds like they might be changing their business model to do this once a month as opposed to every week because um, they don't get a lot of people coming in. And, and I can understand that because, you know, I'm pretty tech-savvy, but it took me a, a couple whiles to yeah. get spatial uh, or, or get, get – um, uh, everything set up so I could, you know, download it and and you know do the side quest because I hadn't I didn't know what side quest was and so um, it's not the most intuitive place just to pop into. Yeah, um, I'm hoping once they get on the app lab that'll change. But it seems like one of the things that the metaverse might try to squash. So maybe there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> which would be terrible. So were both of you able to go into Neo Art Space? Yes. Oh, great, great. I'm really happy about that. I, I saw your Twitter post, and the, the graphics you grabbed were just amazing, so thanks for doing that. Yeah, I, was, I assumed it was okay because uh, I did a video of the demo back in, was that June or whenever? 
Yeah, yeah. So I figured it was okay. <laughs> I didn't want to like. You never know when someone's like, "Oh, you're oversharing it. It's not out yet," or you're undersharing. So, but um, I'm kind of any publicity is good publicity, and and there's nothing that ever makes uh, like seeing a graphic is not half as good as being into VR. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, they did a nice job. So that's, that was my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> so there's somebody named Matt Foreman, who is a developer who may join us. Uh, oh, awesome. I, I told him about that. He, you know, I'm just a designer. He's the Unity guy. Um, and so he creates all the, you know, transportation and that type of thing. So if you see him, him pop in, that's uh, what his role is. But you, we could introduce him as well. Yeah, well, if he pops in, we'll definitely introduce him. We'd once in a while, we'll have people come in and join the audience. If they do, we'll have them ask questions and stuff. But Yeah, yeah. You know, otherwise, I mean, if we want to wait for him, that's cool. If, unless you're ready. Whenever well, let me turn off ready. my furnace so it's not blowing here because it's kind of loud for me. But I'm glad that you're not hearing it, but I'll be right back. All right. I didn't do a dual stream. I there is no good way that I can find a quiet one of them yet. So I just did unless single. unless I think you're gonna have to ask him to put a mute button. in. I was wondering if he was carrying his head up there and putting like on a hook, like a coat yeah. coat hook. <laughs> exactly what it seemed like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm back. We just we always like to watch someone you can kind of tell like they take their own head off and set it down or hang <laughs> it up. <laughs> it was like a play by play. I was like, I think he's putting it on a coat coat hook, and then it just your, your head been like. <laughs> well, I, I recently watched Avatar again, and like going into VR is kind of like that, or you're like you're in one body, and all of a sudden you're like in a different body. But when the real world calls, all of a sudden you're that that body in VR just. Pops down to the ground, and well, yeah, your head it rolls wherever it is, and uh, and so it, it is very interesting. <laughs> well, this is an uh, interesting format compared to last time. I think we were just voices over uh, your Discord, site, yeah. so it's kind of fun to see both of you and be here with you virtually. Yeah, it's it's more engaging. Um, like audio only is great, but this you can see hand movements and. You can tell I'm looking at you, and like, if you bring stuff, you can do show and tell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I really like what you did with the space with adding all the artwork. Yeah, yeah. We, we we're kind of in the process of redesigning the booth to help maximize that stuff. But uh, hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. Rem Five alumni. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Philip, do you want me to join you up there for any tech questions, or do you got this? Yeah, yeah, feel free to hop in. All right. There's only if one chair. Want, but, uh... If you guys want the two chairs, Wookie and I can. He can uh, no, this that's works. okay. This works. Just stack up. <laughs> well, I'm standing anyway. So I... <laughs> works uh, for me. This looks like one serious cup of Joe here. Yeah. It's like Thor's hammer. You can't ever pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nice person. <laughs> I'm 
trying to Shit. remember when I visited you guys um, a couple months back. We're, I'm trying to think if you were there when I when I came by or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's it, I've been kind of hit and miss due to my schedule. I was here when uh, we had a booth um, that you could kind of walk around in, but <laughs> yeah. Well, if you guys are ready, we're all ready. Um, Stupid. Just kind of do the intro and then just start talking. We're pretty laid back, as you cool. know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're ready to roll. Just, just for the intro, we usually say, you know, it's PJ the Wookiee, and then we go like this and just yeah, intro introductions. That'd or, be great. Yeah, yeah. And whatever you want to say. So we we have a, that little double mini me as a camera there. So if you look at his name, that's kind of where the camera ends up. Being. Yeah, okay. This is about the lens. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. <laughs> we'll look at, look at the name. Cool. Uh, the, yeah. the invisible silent type <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Fester, everybody likes to pet. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, hey, ready everyone. You are. All right. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, episode 98. I am PJ. I'm Wookie. And we're here chatting with Philip Nyad. And Matt Foreman. How's it going, guys? Good. It's Good. going Good. great. Is... Glad to be here. Awesome. I'm always excited when we have someone return because then we know we weren't totally obnoxious or we were worth talking to. So. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh, I really enjoyed the conversation last time, so it's good yeah. to be back. Oh. It's really great to be in the space where you've decorated with some of the Neo Art Space pieces, and uh, so I feel right at home. <laughs> good. For sure, yeah. For uh, listeners and Wookiee, um, both of these gentlemen reside up in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, not too far from where I live and where Wookie used to live. So, like I said, where, I visited where you are guys. those places? I'm from La Crosse, Wisconsin, actually. Oh yeah, not far yeah. at all. I'm North Carolina. Okay. We were just chatting. We used about, to live up here. Yeah, they were just chatting about <laughs> possible it. snow, snow in there, <laughs> and I'm like, it's hot as well. Oh, not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> It happened. Yeah. <laughs> At least to wait until November. <laughs> True. But um Yeah. Philip, you got a new a new thing coming out. Um and you're nice enough to give Wookiee and I access to uh your Neo Space. Um what do you call it exactly? It's called Neo Art Space. So like new art and space, and space is kind of both being in outer space, but also a space that you experience art in. Uh, and it's, um, you know, like a 30 different light room experience in the middle of outer space. There are spacewalks through star systems and planets. And, uh, you know, basically, I think that if it were in the real world, it'd be about 100,000 square feet uh, horizontally and about 10 stories tall, at least, um, when you see it uh, just, just as an experience. So it's not just a piece of art on the wall. It's actually like an artwork that you go inside and, and experience directly. And so we, uh, with Matt's help, uh, who's the developer on the team, uh, yeah. we're a part of Steamfest, and and we have a little demo out there that uh, people can try. It's um, uh, you know has sound and some some interactivity, and uh, so that's NeoArtSpaceOnSteam.com. Yeah, and I should note that it, it's not only a VR game. Uh, you can go play the demo uh, in just 2D desktop mode, too, either with your keyboard or 
uh, plug a game controller in if you have one. So yeah. we want to open it up to everyone, make it as accessible as possible. So uh, instead of going just straight VR, uh, we decided to make a desktop mode as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And anyone listening or watching, there'll be links in the show notes for those things. So check it out. Yeah. But yeah, you say um, uh, it's for flat screen and VR. And I think that's, I love it when a developer is able to do that just to share it with more people. But yeah, I we can't didn't... imagine with a good set of headphones, even when you're in the non-VR, because obviously VR is going to be way more... Um, uh, impressive <laughs> yeah immersive with you know spatial immersive. audio and all that but uh, but uh yeah i'm I'm kind of joining philip on the tech side so he hand painted every single thing you see in this experience in tilt brush and um <laughs> i essentially with the help of another developer his name's zach chapman um uh, i helped you know pull that into unity game engine and essentially give it some structure as an actual VR experience that you can go in, you know, it'll have a main menu and, and stuff like that. And uh, the demo doesn't have a menu or anything like that. You just load right into the experience since uh, that isn't finished yet. But uh, yeah, we, we polished up the demo pretty good and uh, a user should have a good experience with that. So. Yeah, I was, um, I got to uh, look at the demo during the steam fest and I was just blown away. And I hit those fences. I'm like, no, I want to keep them. <laughs> it was good to get past those yeah. this, this week, but <laughs> yeah, it was just with the audio and the light. I mean, oh my! I was going to ask you, like, did you create all that stuff, and how did you do it? And you're saying you use Tilt Brush in VR, and you you did all of that from there, huh? Yes. So I, I come at uh, you know VR development from an entirely different perspective than most people. Uh, because I've been an artist for, you know, multiple years and I've done public art installations at airports and I do like mobiles using dichroic film that like, you know, creates uh, these kinetic diamonds that create light that move across the floor and you can actually walk into the light as it comes across to you. Um, and, and I've created like a rainbow pyramid uh, recently. It was on a TV show with Demi Lovato in, in Sedona. That's a 12 foot by 12 foot light pyramid that you actually walk into and, and, and sit down and Demi was able to see UFOs. So, I mean, it's pretty powerful. Um, so, you know, I, I, I started from like this public art installation where like the person is not just somebody like looking at art in the wall, but actually in the UX, like the experience is all about them being in the middle of something. And so one of the things I, I was experimenting with is 3D glasses that use chroma depth color. So you could see a, 3D, a, a painting that's 2D, but actually it would be 3D. And it goes through all the different colors from pink to dark blue, and, and the colors bolt off the canvas. So then I was contacted by somebody to, be, to, to try VR. And I'm like, okay, well, what if I took this 2D painting and made it a painting that you could walk into? So I... Uh, Went and I created like this painting where when you look at it, it looks like the regular 2D painting. But when you go inside of it, it has, you know, all the different colors and shapes of a VR experience. So, and it was all done using Tilt Brush. Then I thought, how could I actually make this even a, a bigger experience that, you know, would be like each experience would be more uh, interesting than the next and that there would be kind of a journey through it. And so that's kind of how I uh, ended up in this. Um, 
there's been a, a few kind of uh, steps along the way, like figuring out UI UX and uh, and the, the ability for people to easily wayfind. Uh, initially, I didn't have great paths, and so people would walk into a wall and get stuck there. Um, <laughs> kind of an existential experience. I'm like, oh, you're in a wall. Please leave. <laughs> or other other people like bolt out into the middle of outer space and some people are fine with that but some people are like oh my god i'm yeah, now floating into like me. an astronaut and so um so there's a, a considerable amount of time just like building paths and, and making sure that people could wayfind whichever way they wanted to uh, and and also feel secure enough that they're not just standing in the middle of outer space and and uh having that kind of existential moment of oh my god i'm just floating in the middle of outer space so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, it's challenging also on the dev side because for all the paths and areas that go in, we have to place collision um, so that people don't fall. And uh, that's <laughs> that's why the fences are there in the demo. We actually don't have the collision done anywhere outside of that <laughs> at the time the demo was released. So Yeah. And I noticed that um, in the full experience, and I think I, no, it probably wasn't in the demo, but I stuck to the path and then I'm like, I just like to test things. I'm like, I want to go that way. And I was just able to float off into space. I thought that was really neat. But yeah. to your point, um, it's crazy how you can choose a path to go down. And there's a lot of paths in there. But you can do the whole thing completely the opposite direction. It's like a whole new experience. The way It's just yeah. amazing, like seeing everything from that different perspective. It's crazy. Well, it's fascinating. You know, I studied filmmaking, and that's like a narrative storytelling where, you know, you tell people what the beginning is, the middle is, and the end is. And essentially, when I started creating Neo Art Space, there is a bit of a story where you emerge from these caves in the middle of Earth, and you go to space, and then you go to this white room. And so it's kind of this <laughs> uh, kind of uh, near-death experience where all of a sudden you're like in the light, you know? So, uh, but then in working with Matt and, and, and Zach and, and figuring out like transportation, you know, there are portals that you can actually hop into. And so you can jump from place to place eventually. Um, and, and you can, you know, follow any path. So, it's interesting because it's kind of transformed being from being storytelling to story living. And so what PJ does versus what Wookie does versus what Matt does can all be different. And another, no, nothing is right or wrong. You just have to be able to allow people to make their own adventure. Yeah. And it is, it's insane. Like no, anywhere you look in there in the experience, like there's some literally something to see like yeah. completely different. I really liked, um, kind of had like that, I don't want to say earth, but it was like a, a planet was kind of like painted and it had like holes and you could kind of see light coming out of it. And then mm -hmm. you go inside of it and you'd see like light from the outside sources. Like it was just, it's crazy. Like everywhere you look, it's just different and any angle can be something new. It's just lots of room for curiosity. Yeah. 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 With that planet, I had this big space in the middle of Neo Art Space, and then one night I thought, there should be a planet there. And <laughs> then I used a splatter brush, which does allow for little spaces. But what's interesting is when you go in the middle of that planet, you see like bits of art, and they look like they're two-dimensional. And so all the little gaps within the planet actually show like amazing artwork that is completely different. But it's also, you know, as a designer, like this piece that you see behind you, uh, 
Initially, I had that at the back of the black hole. And so when you look through the black hole, this was like the most prominent thing that you saw and you didn't see the black hole. So I, I had to move it because uh, I didn't want people to think, well, that's not a, like a, just a black hole. I'm, there's actually a star back there. I wanted there to be surprised. Um, and, and so I really had to, it's like quantum creating because you're, you're, you're going small, you're going big, you're going from every dimension. Uh, to give an example was I created an, an eclipse. And so you think an eclipse is pretty easy to make, except for that you have to do it from the vantage point of somebody walking along a path. And then as they walk, it becomes an eclipse. So it took me a long time to like go up to the planet, move it, go back down to the path, make sure that it was like moved in the right direction. And it, it took me, you know, maybe an hour, but you know, then I, I came in, you know, a after doing a day's work of an MVR, I'm like, well, I made an eclipse tonight. So, you know, <laughs> this wasn't, yeah. that, that, uh, I mean, it, it, it was Worth challenging, it. but it was like, Hey, I made an eclipse. That's pretty, pretty damn cool. So. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> Yeah, so I think, you know, like right now there's like the, like it's a flat table of experience and, and I do have an experience at the very top so you can see the whole thing from the top and from the very bottom. So it's been interesting because it's like a, longi a latitudinal design as well as a longitudinal design. And so, uh, and, and when we do get the portals in there, you can pop around uh, with your friends. It's, it's actually very cool. Um, yeah, because... Yeah, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, I mean, with a space that big, you can imagine it. It would be a little frustrating if you had to teleport or walk all the way across it if you wanted to get to just one specific area. So, um, in the final release, we plan to add add some portals in there to make it easier to get around with your friends or say, "Hey, come meet me at this area," and you just go to the the portal that you want to to be at, and you're there. So, yeah, I get a to that point. I made a nice cup of cocoa before I jumped in last night. And he totally made me forget I had cocoa, which is quite astounding. Because I, I walked, I walked all the way around once, and I'm like, "All right, let's go backwards." I walked all the way back around again, and I was just like, just like hypnotized because, like, you know, different things move and the lights. And I was just like, I could have stayed in there all night. <laughs> I was half ex like, I like maybe I should set a timer in case I forget, you know, how long I've actually been in here because I think I was in there like an hour and a half. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that that is yeah. awesome, and and because it's experiential, you know, like I'm sure that those places are kind of in your mind still of places mm -hmm. that you were. Um, I, I have a friend who was kind of dealing with some anxiety, and then like she went into the Rainbow Pyramid. We have like a small version of that over there, um, and then like two weeks later, she was like kind of in a scary situation. She's like, I'm going. I'm just shutting my eyes and thinking about being in the Rainbow Pyramid, and and all of a sudden she's like calm again. So I, I I did want like you know, places where you know say say you're at work and you want to find a, a place just to chill you can go into like this radiant area or this cave, um and just kind of chill out in a meditative beautiful space and um, and 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 so that's uh, you know part of the point is like you know that there there are a lot of different rooms but there's also specific rooms that you can or experiences that you can um, really resonate with and and go back again and again. Yeah, in that demo, I was in that, um, I think when you start, you go to the right, and I was in, like, the Crystal Cave. I don't know if we have a picture yeah, of it. this one here? Yeah, with, like, it's red, blue, you know, and it changes, but 
I just kind of sat in there for like 20 minutes, sat there, <laughs> just listened to the music. It's awesome. Staring at the, uh, in the, I think the same crystal cave, maybe a different one, but they had little black spires that were looked like crystals, but they were kind of morphing. And I was just sitting there staring at that thing. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. weird. Well, well it's, it's really wonderful within Tilt Brush is that, you know, the brushes all have these interactivities. Um, and so, like, you're painting not just with color, but you're also painting with motion. Uh, and and that, that particular brush, uh, you know, I, I played around with it a while, but I, I wanted them to look like sculptures, but they're also kind of, like, not of this world of sculptures. Uh, and, and the way that they undulate actually keeps them alive in a way that um you know yeah. a real sculpture is always static here uh, unless it's like a mobile that's air driven and so it's really cool that within vr that you have the ability to bring these to things to life uh and that they aren't necessarily static it's almost like yeah. when you explain it like that it's almost like something you might see in a planet like a mass effect game or something like that it's something you know like not really sure what a organism or intent or whatever it is. It's just doing its own thing and being cool. But I was sitting there watching the the corners kind of, you know, someone would be out and then it would, they would switch spots. And I was like, well, it's just interesting. I don't know that I would have thought to put anything like that in there. But it's, well, it's Initially, cool. it was just the colors. I used a, a paintbrush called Comet, and it was like the yellows and the oranges and all these like kind of uh, diamond shapes that were and and I thought, you know, it would be really interesting to just try to have some, you know, moving sculptures. And so one night I threw them in. I'm like, you know what? That really helps it. It doesn't distract from all the kind of beautiful elements. It gives a little sense of life to it with, within that space. Yeah, everything there seemed like it belonged, even though <clears> it, was, <throat> it was just strange and out there and wonderful. But, like, it's... It was an experience. Like, I hope a lot of people get to go look at that because, you said it's a it's a place. It's not just looking at a painting. It's you can remember it a little easier. Um, except yeah. for like you know when I saw the the rainbow tunnel, I'm like I gotta go walk in whatever that is because the, <laughs> the, the even the viewers can't see it, but like the way it sparkles when you move, it's almost like a far off waterfall with like light glinting on it while all that light's going on. But then when I got into the middle of it, I kind of forgot. Because along the way, I forgot what I was waiting to see, and I was like, "Oh crap, I'm in it." Yeah, there was so much other stuff before I got there. It was just I was wild. Gonna say the same thing. Like even like on the floor, like different things are happening. I'm like, "Oh," and you kind of like focus on that for a bit, and then you're like, "Oh, all of a sudden I'm in this big cave, and holy crap, this is awesome!" And then you're like, "I want to go look at that." Like Wookie said, by the time you get there, you almost forget about it. But because yeah. you like had, there's an area with like bubbles, and there's an area with like um, trying to pop them. It's like lights and things, like little lights coming at you and moving around. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even and, though it's less gamified, you know, with all the stuff to look at, it's eye candy and kind of captivates your attention. We we do expect people to still play it for long periods of time and want to come back to, you know, see their favorite areas. Yeah. And, and just like anyone watching this, you can see me do this. I back the camera. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> You can just walk into this thing, and when I look out, like, everything has a shade and a tint, and, like, um, at the end of that one cave, um, you had a little portal there. Wookie, I don't know if you got to see this, because in, in the full thing you shared, it wasn't the same as a demo. Like, the demo, like, you stuck your head in that thing, 
and it really chromified everything and changed color and like the whole universe was like different i was like that really blew me away that was <laughs> matt's just... magic yeah that was that was <laughs> something i ended up putting in at the very end you know we had talked about you know what are what are some different ways that you're able to experience this and uh we talked about maybe you know some glasses you could put on but um doing it with an orb that you stick your head in is just easier for people especially if they're new to vr they don't really need to worry about a grab button and picking something up they just walk to the area and the intuitive reaction for people is just to stick their head in yep. and uh <laughs> everyone does so that ended up working really well yeah that's really neat i might have was that in it was this, right at the yeah. end of the color caves if you went to the right there's like a it looked like white scribbly nexus or something it, it was wasn't in the demo yeah. it's in the demo some of that but yeah I, it's I in the, it's in the demo not in the uh test version we sent you yeah gotcha. so the, the demo is free on steam so check it out because yeah uh, yeah that's I, right where the fence was and i just stuck my head in there and i like kept just like sticking it in and pulling it out <laughs> Yeah, and the, the effect varies based on how close to the center your head is. So you really get this sense of play just by moving your, your body around. Yeah. I don't know. I, I might be the, a bad person to, like, you know, design something along a path, too, because, like, I was looking up, like, kind of the first tunnel. I don't know if there's a T-junction, whatever, which way I went. Can't even remember now. And I was just looking up at all the stuff, and then I walked out, and I didn't realize it was going to be full-on space, because, again, I didn't play the demo yet. <laughs> and I just yeah. was like, and, and you, you know, I didn't realize I could go through the, and I read the email, and it, it, that it was like, you know, we took the boundaries off so you can go around some places. I just thought that was like doors, but I just kind of like looked down, like had that, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it was like a stomach drop moment. Like, yeah. whoa. And like, oh, yeah, God, I could float, you know didn't know i was doing that so i had no idea where i was when I look at well, well, some people really uh, want to just be in space and and get that mm -hmm. sense where you can look down and you can look up and you're not on anything but it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so I we have to kind it. of judiciously have yeah. colliders <laughs> because um yeah I, I, this experience is supposed to not have like senses of fear or anything. It's all supposed to be like making you feel, you know, a sense of wonder and awe. So, um, we'll we'll have to be judicious <laughs> about what people can actually do. Yeah, it's always curious from a design perspective how you walk that line because yeah. whether it's like I always think of it like when you're bowling, you're like put the bumpers up. Like I don't know if you can choose that before you even hop in there. Like just put bumpers up on the sidewalks or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, accessibility is a big one here. Um, we've even had to have Philip change a few things visually just, you know, with, some people are sensitive to flashing patterns and lights yep. and, and stuff like that. So we've had to be a little careful about that as well. So. Well, I created a, a glyph. There's this ability within Tiltbrush to be able to make a globe um, just by, you know, the way that you move your, your, your brushes or your hands. And, and I made this hypercolor glyph that's yellow red orange yellow white and it's just like which to me is like amazingly cool and so uh, i had like a 30 foot long walkway of that um and and so you know to me as an artist that was like really really cool <laughs> and then that's <laughs> like uh 
you know, somebody might have an epileptic fit and, uh, you know, have a heart attack or something. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I, you know, it's like, well, what am I going to do? So then, you know, I, I, I did I, in one of those screen grabs you did, um, I made them into smaller pieces that you can look at from a far distance. Yeah. Uh, and then I made those radiant colors that are the embers. So like, it was like, okay, what am I going to do? And then I was like, you know what, what I did is actually better. So it's more peaceful, <laughs> it's more joyful, it's more colorful. Yeah, the, and, and so it was the a good thing he replaced it with is actually uh, that picture in the lower right. So it's a little more uh, approachable <laughs> than, yeah. than what was there earlier. So. <laughs> I'm glad you think about that. Cause we've had a, um, I'm bad with names, so I'm sorry if you Lirial. see this. Yeah, Lirial. He he's <clears throat> epileptic, and he's very trying to like bring awareness to gaming and stuff. So I love it when you guys think of that stuff on without you know ahead of time, without having to go back and change things. And yeah, I I think I'm a little lucky in that regard because you know having worked at Rem Five, um, that's actually a lo location based VR business. Um, so outside the office here, where where I do my development. Um, there's, you know, kids and families playing VR games and, uh, I, I get to kind of tap into what works and, and doesn't work for a, a wide audience Nice, and, uh, kind of bring that benefit into Neo art space. So. And, and I, I do hope that people of all ages, you know, I've had 80 year olds in here. I've had three year olds in, in it. And so I, I want it to not be an age specific kind of experience. And so making sure that anybody of any age can actually like wayfind and 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 uh, also just you know uh not be frightened or or have you know scary moments is, is, is a good thing so i see i like the not that i had any frightening moments because everyone's like i didn't realize i was stepping out into space which was <laughs> terrific but then there was that one part where you're uh i can't even explain which room but the little uh swirling lights the little trails Little, I know what you're talking about. It's kind of pink. Yeah. yeah, little pink things swirl or uh, yeah. just swimming on through. So I was following a bunch of those, and then it came up to a part, I think a different color of those started coming like at me while I was trying to follow those. And, and it was like my brain started telling me stories, which makes me like emotional when I see this stuff because my brain will start like thinking of other things mm -hmm. and like almost like you're watching a Star Trek episode without uh, – any context or anything, you start to fill in like, why would this be doing this and all this stuff, otherworldly looking neat things. And it like raised my anxiety levels and I was probably gasping like, Ooh, you know, just walking <laughs> through this stuff. And I was like, well, that's, that was a ride. Like I had my own little roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know if everybody else would have the same roller coaster because it's so calming and chill with the music for the most part. And then my brain's sitting over here and it's kind of like, uh, it's that Fantasia movie with like, you know, Mickey Mouse, like, throwing lava up in the air and all that stuff. My brain was like, Ooh, this is crazy. And I was like, I'm up at all the planets. I'm like, I can see planets through the holes in the side of this planet. <laughs> I was having my own. I'm the, might be the special guy. You let him go off on his tour and then you. <laughs> no, that's, that's super. That is interesting though. I it's, mean, it's it interesting is, to see how, how anyone approaches this experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, I've had about 200 people go through it at various uh, incarnations and, you know, like some people, like I've had like somebody who's a psychiatrist and she just looked at the path and just kept clicking forward. And I'm like, look up, look to the sides. But <laughs> it was like just making sure that she was able to like stay on the right path was like the most important thing. 
Uh, but then there are other people who do do really want to just walk into space and and like you know and get that sense of uh, you know being way out there. Um, but everybody brings their own stuff to it, and so you know you have to kind of like make sure that no matter what they bring, they all can have a good experience. Do you like watch people like a hawk? Are you able to like kind of see in there? Because I would be so interesting. You said there was a therapist lady looking down and following the path. And that's just so interesting that you'd have like somebody that works with people's brains. Yeah. Be like the most linear sort of experience. Like my, I would have to be sitting there and not there to track data, but I'd be like, you know, in the earpiece, like, what are you seeing? What are you feeling right now? You know, like, <laughs> tell me what's going on in there. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's just, everybody brings their own level of expertise and, and understanding to it. So, um, like I had my bonus dad, he's like 77, go in and, and he just sat and looked at space and that was enough for him. And he was like, so overblown by just how amazing it was. He just was like, this is immense. It's immense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> but you know, he didn't really want to motor around. He just wanted to like, just enjoy the view from one vantage point. But then there are people like more like maybe Matt who are like more native to this and they'll like fly around and just, you know, like um, running from house to house on Halloween, you know, just like just <laughs> checking it all out and making sure that they, that they see everything quickly. And, uh, you know, so every, you, you do design for everybody. Good thing about Awesome VR. that you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenge. <laughs> I think we've talked about to other developers we talked to, you know, like, uh, you have to think about people seeing it from a bunch of different aspects where like 2D or even 3D games, they don't really get to see that. But in VR, you can stick your head around there. Yeah. That's an interesting creative, I don't know, not a limitation, but like a... Consideration, yeah, yeah, for sure. A, a lot uh, of that, it has been just making sure that wayfinding is an easy thing no matter which direction you're coming from and that it, <clears throat> you can kind of get a, a mental map of where you're going uh, right so like initially i didn't have pathways and so then people would be floating in space and that was a little bit you know so i remember you it, it's evolved a lot last time yeah yeah, yeah. that sounded hilarious you're like what am i doing <laughs> yeah just to that point like if this is someone's first experience like wookie like walking off the trail um, and you haven't really experienced that in VR, like that does, like your stomach drops. Because I remember one of the first things I yeah. did when I got VR home was do like the spacewalk, and holy yeah, yeah. crap, that was that was intense. And you were just out floating around in space, like realistically, that was enough. So yeah, um, yeah. And that. you have like little planets and lights like down underneath everything that you can look at. So I can see you getting off the trail really easily. Yeah. It's like the VR can make you do that, like, not really fight or flight response, but that little ping of like, oh, crap, back up, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Some games you can walk off a cliff and you might, you know, your stomach might drop a little bit, but this one's like your, your whole body's like, whoop, lean backwards. Like you might have yep. to fall if you're doing something funny. But there's and so many still... ways that, there's so many ways that my brain wants to experience this. It's like part of me wants to have like, a path that I'm pulled through just like a, like a little roller coaster of it, you know, a real one just kind of going through so I can eat popcorn looking at all this crap. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want yeah, it to think, tell me how it pulled me, you know, like, like the museum of it. other realities did something like that where they, they call it a turtle and uh, you stand <laughs> on it and it's like this ring of light on the floor and 
you can get a group of people in there and it just kind of you float around the museum if you're on top of it so it, it yeah. is kind of a cool thing i had that same thought i'm like it'd be neat just to be on a little conveyor belt being dragged but then i want to go this way <laughs> and they, yeah. yeah 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 the having the you know authority to get off when you want it would be cool <laughs> yeah. and the thing like with your app that blows my mind and you said this before but you know i'm a gamer i've VR is for gaming and stuff, but apps like this, like art, are what blow me away more than anything else because it's just so surreal and like um, immersive. And it's just like Wookie said, you, lets your mind kind of like make the story and you know just experience yeah. it. That's just shocking to me. <laughs> well, well, thanks for saying that. I, you know, I, I really wanted to have a differentiated experience that's more like Meow Wolf or Team Lab, where it's a, a complete art experience. You know, some of the comments I get are like, you know, is there a way that I can start shooting UFOs? And I'm like, no, it's not a shooting experience. <laughs> and, you know, like if, if you go to the Museum of Modern Art, you don't ask to start shooting things. But, you know, people with VR games like tend to have like this want to have a gamification. Yeah. Um, I think that we'll have some experiences where, like, you can touch something and it becomes something else, and you know you can interact with different things, but it's all within the paradigm of uh, art experience. Um, and, and it's been interesting because uh, this is the first time I've ever had anything on Steam. So I, I've been working with Chris Zukowski, who does the professional gaming and how do you market on Steam. Part of it is like how do you make sure that you're the closest to other games like yours? And I'm like, well, mine, this is not a game. It's an art experience and it's not like anything else. And so um, I've been kind of puzzling about that. And, and, you know, what you were saying before PJ about, you know, it's different. It's kind of surreal and it's beautiful and it's different than like games. I, I something that I, 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 I really appreciate because uh you know, like I don't call it virtual reality. It's like heightened reality, and and with all the colors and the moving lights and so on, it's not something you could ever experience on Earth. It's only something you can do through virtual reality. Yeah. And and it's and it's an experience. And and there's this whole idea of like the experience economy, which you know, like Rainbow's Cafe and and so on was about. And this is kind of like transformational uh, economy, where it's like you go in, and you actually have a transformative experience. So in other words, like during the day, you might have like a 3D experience of like getting stuck in a traffic jam, you know, you have to go to this place or that place. But here you're, you're like uh, able to like experience a sense of joy and wonder. And, and so it really elevates your your frequency, your, your mood. Um, and so uh, that's part of the intent of this is, is for people to, uh, you know, not get into the fight or flight, but actually come into like a sense of wonder and, and awe. So. Um, I appreciate that you kind of had that sense when you went in. Yeah. And, and to, to Philip's point, like one of the statements that are philosophical notions that really has spoken to me is the fact that our experiences are always real. I mean, we could be in a virtual reality world together or we could be talking to each other face to face, but the experience we're having is real. So uh, an experience in virtual reality carries the same gravity as an experience in real life. Yeah, it totally does. And like, I've been very interested in like the therapeutics of VR. Um, and I recently saw uh, somebody talk about VR in the ICU uh, and intensive care unit. And my bonus dad was in the hospital recently, and it was a traumatic experience for me because there's doctors whipping in and out, and there's lights flashing and 
horns beeping and and so what they found in a healthcare environment is like say you put on your headset and you are you know in Tahiti or in neo art space your your anxiety goes down your your need for painkillers goes down and and you actually uh you know feel less stress and and that, I think that that's really an interesting thing I know that mass mom was just recently in the hospital too and um it's Hospitals are, you know, like, bless them, but, I mean, as, as a patient, I mean, even as a, somebody sitting there, it's kind of a scarier place. And so yeah. I think that VR can provide a sense of uh, therapeutics to, to people in a way that Yeah, and, and to your point, I actually I actually had a got a headset on my mom while she was in the hospital and something I was working on, and she, she had a great time. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I... I spent a lot of time in a hospital. I would have loved to had a VR headset back then, just sitting there waiting around for things. And yeah, yeah. Going back to I'm the cur- not being a game thing, though, what I've been more and more appreciative over the past you know handful of years is turning the UI off in actual games so you can like look at the screen more. Because I think as soon as you put the barrier up of like character set up and you know the the objective and all this stuff you put anything like that people just treat the background as just that it's a background and you could have spent a million hours making the Minas Tirith from Gondor from Lord <laughs> Rings, like the coolest thing yeah. and they're just sail right past it and you'll be like what but yeah, yeah and they just don't care so you take that away and like I, when 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 is the shooting start like no screw that you just look at stuff <laughs> and like you know just see it just watch it for a minute because I think that's actually making people less intelligent on a bunch of different facets because they're just, I mean, let me follow a checkpoint. It's like, well, why don't you track something to a checkpoint instead of just have a dot on the screen? So this is just fantastic. I, I like to just look at stuff and go and see where that takes me, and I think I'm going to be spending a lot more time in your <laughs> art installation than I thought. <laughs> really? Really takes you on kind of your own thought journey, essentially. Yeah. So I'm curious with, um, I think you're, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but is your target release window like uh, February-ish or so? Or has that changed? February, March. Um, sure. I, I am uh, scheduled to have an art show in New York City uh, in, in February, uh, you oh. know, if everything works out well. And actually have and go into there, uh, and and so that's kind of the next big thing for me, um, awesome. and, and you know trying to like get, you know, Yayoi Kasumi, um, who is like one of my favorite artists, and she's a Japanese woman who created the Infinity Room, um, and she she had that in New York City, and people waited for like three blocks to be able to get into it, and so um, like what I have created is like something that's like far more large uh than what uh, the infinity room is uh and so I'm, I'm hoping that i'll get some good press and be able to get uh, a lot of people through there that you know uh, are very interested in the arts at new york city and um and that will be kind of a leaping off point for, for launching it nice just curious if you have i mean i'm sure you want to see how it goes but from a couple of things you said today or this evening do you have like a base is it complete or do you kind of want to add stuff down the road type of thing? Or what are you thinking about? Yeah. I mean, this is the, the base 
experience. And so there will be interactivity and there will be music and there will be, you know, spatial sound design. Uh, and so there will be, uh, you know, so what, what this is, is, you know, like the, the starting uh, point, um, it, you know, like, so, uh, yeah, there, there will be updates to it, like the, the chroma depth, the glo uh, globe that Matt put in, we have other tricks up our sleeve that, that we'd like awesome. to be able to provide <laughs> so that is, yeah. there will be other things to do or other things to touch and transform. And so that it can be, you know, a, a, a touch and immersive art experience uh, as well as, you know, just, yeah, so that, that's, we're hoping, or we're not hoping, <laughs> we're planning on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, Good to hear. it's been interesting thinking about music because I've worked with a couple of different musicians and people, I don't know if you remember 2001 Space Odyssey, but a lot of people think about it like that, which is kind of like a, a droning kind of sound. And, and so like finding the right music has really uh, been something that we've been working on you know, to, to make sure that it's not like earth music. Like I don't want <laughs> drums and I don't want like birds calling and so on because I want this to feel like you're in a whole different galaxy. Uh, but also I, I want it to be a kind of light and joyful. And so, yeah. uh, and, and a lot of people have like, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and I don't want to give people headaches when they go in. I mean, not, and I'm sorry if I'm hurting any artists or, or musicians feelings, but you know, it's, it's, it's music is like a an integral part of this and it has to be complimentary. Uh, and, and, uh, that's an interesting challenge. Yeah, and I was going to ask, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like um, with the experience you shared, like, I don't know if it was the same song or a really long song, but it was different from the demo, right? Like, there was, like, some spatial sound in the demo? Yeah, there's, there's some spatial sound in the demo. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I think in the, I want to call them the candy caves, but, you know, <laughs> that, one, that one up there, but it seemed like in the demo, I it was like a some spatial sound and it was kind of like like an earthy type of sound like it was just kind of like followed you a bit i'm just curious if that was planned or well, like we have the track looping and there are certain areas where additional sounds play like uh there's an area if you kind of go off to the left when you enter the demo it's uh you see like some waviness below you and there's some sound design with like that it involves some water there, and uh, as yeah, you approach the, remembering yeah, that much. that might be what you're referring to. But yeah, that's that's an extra layer of sound that I kind of just fade in as you move toward that area. So that's awesome, because that's that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, I don't think that's in the the full experience that you shared. No, not not. I yet. went in there. I'm like, am I misremembering or like, you know, it's like an actual memory, like we were talking about. Like, that's yeah. how crazy it is. Yeah. So like, we we really different spent time polishing up the demo and getting that in there kind of as our ver vertical slice of all these features and stuff. And, and we'll definitely right. be bringing that back into the main experience as well. I, I really advocated for you to be able to go into the experience as is, um, even though it's definitely beta. Um, so, you know, Zach did some heroic work to be able to you know, <laughs> get, get, get it out for you. So you've seen what nobody else has seen, but yes, awesome. it's still just kind of the, the beta version yeah. of what we're going to be doing. Yeah, and as I I get that, I just wanted to make sure I'm like, yep. So no, so you're not crazy. You, like, you heard what you heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you might be crazy, was, but uh, <laughs> it's just a little bit. This isn't a good indicator. Yeah. <laughs> I think I told you, Wookie. I'm like, yeah, there's some really good spatial sound in there. And I went in there. I'm like, was I thinking of the wrong 
app or game or like what was <laughs> pretty sure that's what that was but that yeah, was absolutely my my brain was focused on what my eyes were telling me too yeah. so well the music in there was a good mm, vehicle for the rest of it but then it was really calming and gorgeous but yeah i wouldn't have noticed a spatial sound i don't think i would have just been like tripping through there <laughs> i don't want to say tripping and put the wrong spin on it or anything like that but was it some people would do that <laughs> <laughs> might enhance it even further <laughs> might scare the crap out of somebody <laughs> um what when i was going through i was like how can more games like bring in this sort of like feeling because i don't get anywhere again i i get like uh i can't listen to a lot of music because it'll it'll jerk my emotions around like nobody's business i don't know why um but like why can't games put more stuff you I mean this is its own thing but why can't a, a regular game be this cool i don't understand like no offense to any every game out there i've ever played that's not this experience but it's like why can't why can't games make you feel and 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 think like that and i guess it's just the basic thing is the game's trying to make you push buttons and kill things so. <laughs> I think that I just come at it from such a different perspective because I come at it as an artist first, and I, I'm not much of a gamer honestly, uh, and so, you know, it was more like what can I do to you know, just provide a, like a really amazing art experience, and and I you know like with a game a lot of times it's a puzzle game, so what are you trying to figure out, and so then mm -hmm. you get kind of dictated as to what you're going to do by that and then there's like different levels and so you, you end up designing to the uh, uh paradigm that you're doing um yeah so i i'm that not sense. sure if this is like a, it's, it's a really interesting challenge because you know like when i talk to some people it's like you know who, who you know we're here at the spatial ape which is a really great place um it's like do you just go and have the images wash over you is that it and i'm like well, no, it's not just it. You have to go into experience it. So, um, you know, uh, it, it's like gaming as an industry, kind of like what is the hook and how are you going to, you know, make it be repeatable and, and, and actionable. And so um, this is a whole different paradigm. And so I'm really, you know, it's interesting to try to get it out in the market and how do I let yeah. people know that this is extraordinary uh, and, and that it's just not just an art experience, but it's an art experience foremost uh, what I'm doing. That's a huge communication challenge there because it's like, I think you're right based on how people are designing stuff. Like you could have, you know, some big glowy mushroom cavern, but in a game, somebody's going to want to shoot stuff and loot a box or do something <laughs> in there, which ruins the whole thing. Like, I didn't know what was going to be around the next corner. And in games, you can kind of like, you know, it's a cave. I've seen 10 types of this cave before, as it would do, but this is like, you know, you got no idea what's going on, what you might see, what the colors are going to do from, you know, forwards and backwards. And that game just can't do that. It would alienate their player base if you don't give them something to loot. Like we, yeah. we played um, the, that old game Destiny, the first Destiny game, a friend of ours. And he was like, there's nothing in this room. There should be every something in every every hallway, every doorway you open should have something for me to loot. You know, he's really mad about it. I'm like, <laughs> this, maybe he would not like this. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, and we, we talked about it as a team too. Like, do you have rewards that you can like get more of this and that, and and you kind of make it into a, a treasure hunt? And we just said no, you know, because yeah, that's not really it. the point. Uh, it's not acquisition. Yeah, we don't want them to, to zoom past all the art to go find yeah. something. You know, we yeah. want them to see everything. Part of those <laughs> barriers I was talking about. Just any and of that stuff is a barrier to the yeah the art. One of the, you were talking about like moving and movement speeds and stuff. And I'll admit at first, like, it was like, I want to walk faster than this. But then I, you know, then you start looking at stuff like, no, it's perfect. Because like that, that um, planet where you use like the, I can't remember what brush you said, but it was kind of like splattered a little bit. Yeah, the splatter brush. It's like you're walking towards it. I mean, again, there's so much to see, but I'm like, I'm going to go check out that planet. And then, you know, you're walking towards it and you get closer and you're like, I think I can go in there. Like, <laughs> And then you start seeing the holes and lights and stuff. So I I, I really like the pacing after I, I got over whatever it was. Like, I just got to go through here. Like, yeah, and, you know, as we get it in Unity, um, Matt's really and Zach are the experts on um, locomotion. But, you know, there's joystick kind of propulsion and, and you know, like the clicker. Uh, yep, teleport so, also. Yeah. But yeah, when you go inside that that um planet, there's a Merkaba. It's a basically a pyramid on a pyramid and that you can walk inside of it. And Merkaba is is uh, the symbol for in in Kabbalah that's mind, body and spirit. So like there's a connection between all those three elements. And when you go into the very middle, Wookie, you'll like this. You're, you're, there's no bottom. I mean, you can see all the way down to a white star. And then when you look up, you can see all the way to the white star because I have holes in the, both the bottom and the top of the, the, the planet. So that you get into a whole sense of alignment. And when we, we get this into development, those will be kind of moving around. So you get kind of a sense of like transformation. But it's, it's supposed to be like I'm aligning my mind, body, and spirit, and and finding a sense of like oneness with the universe. <laughs> wow, <laughs> awesome! But you got um, stuff going on like that, just going over my head, like <laughs> part of you guided awesome. meditation, not guided transcendence. <laughs> well, you know, like I'm very interested in in you know sacred geometry. You know, like the pyramid is like one of the you know, biggest examples of that, and I, I've made that in numerous places, and and it's. It's a very, it's actually a receptor and a transformer. So it's kind of like a, you get like information from the universe, but you also pull out and push out to the universe. So it's really a good place to meditate. Um, and, and so, you know, like there's different, you know, like the Merkaba too is like a, a different kind of sacred geometry. And so, you know, as the artist, that's what I'm like about is like creating these sacred geometry experiences. And the casual user doesn't need to know what it is, um, <laughs> but it's like just something like I hope that they feel like a sense of elevation. Like when you go into that, you can go stand inside of a yellow orchid, and and there's magenta lights that are coming out of you out and below you. So it's just supposed to be, you know, even though there's all this information about the sacred geometry, it's just supposed to be a, a, a you know wonderful experience. It does, because I went into the middle of the, the planet, and I walked into, I don't know the word used, but <laughs> but it did, like, it, it felt like something. Like, I was like, this is pretty peaceful right here, <laughs> like, inside yeah. that triangle. So, yeah, it, it, something to it. 
light or something like that. If viewers, listeners, it's it's unique. You just gotta go check out the demo. Yes, please and, do. <laughs> and as you know, like you kind of mentioned earlier, like there's no video or picture that can really demonstrate VR, and I think that that kind of works against you more than any other like VR game because yeah. I mean you can see like the bright colors and the and and the shapes and stuff but if, even on the flat screen like with you know it'll look awesome but there's nothing like stepping into that and being in like that cave of lights and then things are just washing over you and it's just mind blowing yeah for it worked. video games it's like you see the, the <laughs> screenshot of the video and it you know a VR game people playing it and it doesn't do it justice this one's like seeing a picture of a puddle or being in a you know an infinity pool like one of those yeah ones that don't end and touch the ocean like that's the difference here with this one because it's the impact is so i want to say personal but you know the connection there is so much more of a of a moment than a, than a video game um that you that as, as cool as these photos are and the little videos we got playing, it's like, well, I remember that when the, the lights were all flying all over the place and I was standing in the middle of it. So as cool as that little picture with all the yellow sparkles is, it's not really like being in the shower of light. It just yeah, it's, yeah. it's been fascinating. I, I've had my you know, screenshots, uh, all, all these have been in art magazines. You know, and so in the art magazines, 95% of the art is paintings or photographs. And so when people see it, they see it as a, a two-dimensional thing, which is fairly spectacular. But you're right. It's like, I, I'm like, it's all about VR. So this is just the <laughs> beginning, you know. So, you know, and the video looks cool, but it's just so much more amazing when you are in the middle of it. And you actually see a, a star, you know about 200 feet away from you and it's pulsating with, you know, colors. Uh, it, it, there's just nothing that a static image can do to uh, replicate it. Yeah. Uh, if anybody like listening and my girlfriend loves to explain um, like the 4d cube stuff and how 3d things are shadows of 40 things, just the way 2d things are shadows of 3d things. So these slices <laughs> of, you know, this is just like, uh, like Carl Sagan said it best way back. Like when he had a picture of an apple and he's like, Imagine an apple passing through a piece of paper and each slice, micron thin slice of that yeah. apple would show up in the 2D universe like a shadow. That would be all the 2D people could see. That's all you get with this, like that pretty rainbow tunnel. It's, uh, it's a pretty rainbow tunnel, but no, you got to walk through that. And when you see it moving, like I said earlier, when it's got like twinkles, like light twinkles of the colors on there, it looks like there's, you know, atmosphere around it that's interacting with light coming from elsewhere. And it's just, <laughs> I pictured the picture is great, but when you go in there, it's like that picture sucks. That doesn't suck. But you know, like when you go, <laughs> yeah. there, that picture is, is not does not need a spot in my brain because I want to remember this one even better. <laughs> yeah, the the mm -hmm. dimensionality aspect that you mentioned is a, a good a good analogy for that because you don't really get the sense of scale unless you're inside yeah. of it. So. Yeah, yeah you don't know how far away. There's that a lot thing of is. a lot of benefits of virtual reality, and I think that we are in or, or heightened reality. Uh, that we're in the beginning of it. So for instance, uh, a couple of curators contacted me about having an artwork in a gallery in Budapest, Hungary. And so I was like, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to send them one of my hanging diamonds that, you know, is kinetic sculpture. And 
So I go to FedEx and it's like $800 to ship it back and forth. I'm like, well, that's it's worth, you know, I'm not going to make any money. <laughs> and so then I said, well, you know, I have this demo on a PC. Um, and so people can go, you know, experience the VR on a screen uh, on the PC. And, and that's, you know, something that anybody around the world, but it's certainly in this Budapest you know, gallery, they'll be going to open night and be able to you know, experience Neo art space as the demo there. And, and, it was just an email that I had to send, you know, with the <laughs> link, you know. So, uh, yeah. you know, and with Neo Art Space uh, again, like, you know, hopefully next time, you know, if there, there is a next time, like Wookie in North Carolina, me in Minnesota, and PJ here in in, in Lacrosse and and, Ta and and Matt, we could all just go for a walk together, and it's breaks yeah. down all space and time borders, and you can just all go in and enjoy it uh, wherever you are, and so it's it's a uh, as it gets more commercially viable, I, I think that it's just, you know, so cool. And then also as an artist, you know, uh, making things in reality, you have to work, worry about all these different things like structural engineering, time, materials, gravity. And, and with VR, you can just create star systems that you don't have to make sure that are, they're hanging and they're not going to fall on somebody's head. Yeah. So, or um, you have space to put them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it would it'd be it'll be neat when you have when the full release with the multiplayer, like you can all go in there for a walk and stuff. That'd be that'd be epic. Yeah. And you can shoot each other down the hallways, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> yeah. You have to bring your own squirt gun. <laughs> yeah. You can propel yourself through the hallways. How about that? <laughs> Let's tag. I get you. But yeah. um the so VR have... Trend magazine guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have you have you been in the magazine. I can't remember. I haven't been in the magazine, but I, I they they do have a, a Kickstarter, and so I'm I'm on their Kickstarter team. I remember <laughs> you were in one of their pictures, though, holding up the magazine and stuff. Yeah. But they're they're starting to use like AR to, and I got the you know the last issue came with it where it has the AR um, component. And I think that would be helpful to showcase um like part of exhibits like yours and stuff because oh. you can at least kind of like see it pop up and like actually do some stuff and move around and that's a good point when that gets yeah. more mainstream i think that'll finally help like promote vr and stuff with with that but i'm just thinking for years especially like it would really help it pop off the page and they could get at least a little more sense of of what they're missing yeah out maybe just it. like pull something like what we have here or, or back here and just have it on the page. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's a great idea. I, I, I did try it out and it, it was really, you know, fun to be able to see the page become dimensional and, and yeah. that's a great <laughs> technique. So did you have a favorite place when you were in there, PJ or in Wookie? Hmm. Just before, uh, it was just before I realized what I was looking at was the big like you know mauve planet color in the yeah. in the center was a was a planet you could go in. It was just before that because I hadn't quite realized like I'm going in that thing. <laughs> that was the, my favorite moment. It wasn't any one thing. It was like that. Yeah. was the best part because I'm like, oh snap, you know, like I'm gonna the realization. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, part of the whole thing. and that's like like I said, you're just walking through there, and like you're not really 
paying attention and all of a sudden like i think there's more over there and then you just kind of see it slowly like get bigger and then you get to it and it's like huge and it's just the, <laughs> the pace of it is really is really neat yeah because yeah, i didn't even know that planet was there and then i'm like what is that and it looked like just this little cube over there and I'm like like oh that's a whole nother thing <laughs> so but specifically to answer your question um I have a three-way tie between this yellow light cave here, the row of lights, and then the the candy cave, I like to call it. <laughs> Those three are just like, I think mostly the, the cave is what draws me. I just like caves, I guess, but I've sat cool. in there the most, listening to the sounds and just looking at the color shift. And like each little shard is like a, I would call it a prism. I don't know what the actual terms are, but. Even if you don't move, like things are happening. But once you start moving, like things really start changing, and it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, so kind of like I haven't used Tilt Brush, and I've only seen a couple things that use it. So, like, how did you make that cave and get it to Matt to put it in Unity? Like, that seems so crazy to me. <laughs> like, did you paint that in Tilt Brush and it was just one big asset, and you just drop it in Unity, or? You have to reconstruct some of it or well, i'll, I'll yeah, let it... matt answer that um, but you know essentially like this room this cave was the first one and then i created another cave i'm like well what am i going to put into it and so then i was like i'm going to use this brush and then i went to like the next i created another cave and so and each time it's like how do i completely add a new sense ability uh and 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 then um you know so i because every space is different, and I use all the different brushes within Tilt Brush that are not like, you know, it doesn't look like paper mache or anything. So it's like supposed to look like it's otherworldly. Um, but yeah, it was like, like a big sense of adventure with me because I, I did not know I was going to make that, and all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> look at, I, I can pull this this prism, and then I can make it green, and then it shines, and oh my god, this is like a crystalline cave, and and then you know. So it's it was just kind of a, a kind of a joyous adventure of creation, um, and and not really you know a, a diabolical plan like I'm going to do this, and there's like a whole creative brief that says I have to do that, and so you know it was you know kind of creating as I I, I went, but then yeah. yes uh, then then uh, there's a giant tilt brush file, uh, and then uh, that's when Matt comes in. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I got the tilt brush file from Philip and made sure that I could open it in, in my copy of Tilt Brush as well. And then uh, on the dev side, there is a uh, free-to-use Tilt Brush toolkit that you can import into Unity. And uh, then, you know, I, I actually have to export a file, a big file from Tilt Brush, and then pull that into Unity. And uh, that is pretty heavy. Like, <laughs> uh, my other computer didn't have... Uh, enough memory to do it so i had to to get out the big guns in order to to work with that file the entire uh you know model has about 40 million triangles so as you can imagine that's quite an optimization challenge and uh i'm really glad philip just went crazy in no way is that an issue but um you know we we do need to be careful about what we have turned on at, at a certain time and be careful about how much we're rendering based on the player's vantage point but uh yeah, essentially the workflow is just exporting that giant tilt brush asset and getting it into Unity. And uh, once we get further into optimization, we're going to be exporting, you know, little pieces of it 
and uh, bringing it into Unity and those pieces we can turn on and off or, um, you know, render with more or less detail depending on how near or far away the player is. Yeah. But does that kind of answer your mm-hmm. question a little bit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was with great was, sense of relief that this could actually go into Unity when they told me that it, it was successful. I was like, oh, my God, thank yeah. you. Because, you know, it's, it is giant, and, and I've never built, you know, anything this big in Tilt Brush. Or, and so I, I was really that's relieved. What's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, for the, the big, like, crystal cave or something like that. If you painted just the cave and it was too big, like, you have to, you know, break it in half, and then do you have to go sit with him? To say no, no, no! It goes like that. Put it back together like this, and then you know you're. You, my mind was sitting there like, that could be a horrendous. Yeah, l- luckily it's it's not really too much reconstruction. So, and also it's what's been helpful is uh, Tilt Brush actually went open source, and uh, there is a project called Open Brush that you can just download. You know, Tilt Brush yep. was made in Unity, so. Um, as a developer, it was nice for me to be able to look through the actual Tilt Brush files and see how they set everything up and uh, kind of get our settings in line so that we can achieve the same look. Because if you open an empty Unity project, even after pulling in Tilt Brush Toolkit and bring in the art, um, it, it lacks the flair that you see in mm-hmm. the actual Tilt Brush application. So we had to do some work to actually get it looking the exact same. But um, yeah. That's so awesome. while while they're in the same game engines, there are certain challenges that we've had to deal with. Yeah, and um, real quick on Open Brush, because uh, we had I had Rosie Summers on the podcast. And oh yeah, she is oh my god, amazing. We've sat in some of her classes and stuff like that. She did. I think that was the Narnia scene. She's yeah, Narnia. Mm. That's cool. She's she's one of the ones helping. You know to keep. Tilt brush, open brush going and and support that. Yeah, and for awesome. listeners and Wookie, like if you've never seen like you can just go grab all kinds of little art and just like it's not on this scope by any means, but like you can just like little animated things and you can just kinda walk around in all these places, like and it's all free unless you want to like tip the person, but it's pretty epic. But mm-hmm. Clearly nothing on this scale. So I was like, I was also thinking like, how the hell did you do this? (laughs) I don't remember what size you said it was if you were in the real world, but it's pretty huge. Like, yeah. 10 stories and was a hundred square, thousands, yeah, thousand square feet. Roughly. Yeah. That's my guesstimate. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Give or take a planet or two. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a PC VR game because it is so big that you need to have the horsepower of a PC, as I understand it. So, um, but we, you know, aren't really scrimping on any of the design or the music or the sound effects. We want it to be the best experience possible. So, yep. that's so it might be big, I, but it's going to be worth it. I love that you're doing that. Like, the Quest is great, but like my heart's with PC VR and just like actually making something big and beautiful and like you said the right sounds and animations and all that like i, I see it as chose... like you, you can watch something on a movie on tv or it can do imax like this is going to be imax you know it's like <laughs> yeah. round and big and gorgeous oh. but it's nothing like imax because oh not IMAX at all no no just just, uh, <laughs> just for the viewers yeah, no, it, it's it's in 
sense around it. It's all over yeah. there. Someone who's in our brains, like, as small a TV screen as you have, if you're engrossed in a movie, it doesn't, the screen size stops mattering after a while. It's the same thing with IMAX. I saw, like, uh, Apocalypse Now. The first time I ever saw the movie was in an IMAX theater, like a re-release in, like, 2001 or two. And it was like amazing. And then at the end, like during the thing, it was just, I'm just watching a movie. It didn't, you know, yeah. it didn't face me. I don't think I'll ever get used to something like this when you can step out and be like, oh, that's open space. And like, you're like oh, there's two planets. Are they going to collide? I'm not sure what's going on. There. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the sense of scale, like PJ keeps going on and on for, you know, other chats we've had with people like the scale, you can be really small and everything's really huge or vice versa makes you feel nice and small in the stuff when your my brain gets going it's like that's a really nice metaphor for earth which i have no idea if that's what you meant to put in there like oh it's you know it's changing <laughs> my brain's making stuff up spectacular i can't say anything I keep saying i keep trying to say to the viewers and listen yeah well you just gotta go try the demo i guess just <laughs> yep. do it just yeah. do it <clears throat> let's do it <laughs> I, I think that in the real world we see stars and they're so far away that they're just little points of light and you know e even when there are certain you know things that happen from an ast astronomy sense and i'll go out and i'll have, have my binoculars and the, the binoculars are shaking and so it's like oh my god it's so far away but with this kind of experience you you feel like you're in the neighborhood of the stars and there's not like this whole you know, Earth is here, and that's there. You're actually like in the stars as a neighborhood, and so it's that's. It's funny you say that. Like when I first got in there, I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, coming at it from like, I, I got to think of something to say about this because if I <laughs> drool on myself because it's just you know, it's pretty lights. That would be a horrible thing to say, but my brain when I was first walking through, it's like, not like the pillars of creation photo. Like you're in that, but you're like. Like you said, neighborhood of stars was what brought that back to me. It's like you're kind of like in a pillar of creation style thing because there's just stuff happening, stuff all the movement and all the animated paths of lights and all that stuff. And it's just it's pillars of creation kept coming to mind. Just you know, it's a generic <laughs> term in a famous photo, but it's still kind of like the energy, like the chaos yeah. of it. It's pretty good. Does not need bullets. <laughs> I'm so happy that you were both able to go in and, and see the, the beta version of it. And, and, you know, last time I was on, I was just explaining it. And <laughs> words are pretty inadequate to <laughs> explain yeah. the actual yeah. experience. So, like, PJ, you might have seen something about it or you knew about it. And you were explaining, Philip was explaining it. And I'm just sitting here like, word? That sounds, that sounds dope, you know, <laughs> like trying to... <laughs> Trying to keep up like it sounds crazy cool and then yeah yeah I, I, i'm trying to remember i should have looked but i'm trying to remember when you were on and you were talking about because it was a while ago and i was just like months at least yeah pa patiently waiting because you know you kind of described it but like i've seen photos of your other artwork and stuff and when i visited you guys my plan was to visit you too but you were busy with family and I'm, i was like ah, i want to get back there because i want to see like just your photos of your other work like i really like what you do with lighting and you know color and all that so i was yeah. really bummed i didn't get to but 
I've been thinking about it ever since <laughs> on the podcast last Like That's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah, I think it was May or June. And so, you know, we were just in the beginning of, uh, you know, figuring out how to get into Unity and so on. Yeah. Um, so we, we made a lot of progress. And, and I, the, doing the demo was a, a really great thing to, like, kind of propel things forward. Yes, definitely. But, I'm just in awe because... I've, we've said it on the podcast like normally when it's just our stuff in here there's a little thing on the wall there i went into tilt brush and all i could do was write like our podcast name with a paintbrush <laughs> so when like you guys pull this stuff off it's just like i don't know how you do it i went in there and i was like i don't know what tool to do use to do what it's like a caveman throwing excrement at the wall like <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure it takes practice, but uh, Phil, that's something Philip can speak to much more than I. <laughs> well, I think that I've spent about 2,000 hours in this. And so, you know, yes. just just like learning to type, you know, like pretty soon you are doing it without thinking. Uh, and, and so, uh, and then also because I've been a potter, I've been a photographer, I've been a, uh, I've done projections, I've done lighting design, I've done, you know, video uh and you know studied filmmaking like everything came together in vr that you know allows me to create these dimensional things so it's kind of like the culmination of a lifetime of artistic exploration and vr is the perfect and tilt brush is the perfect way for me to express all of that in a way that i couldn't ever do in reality What was the, I'm just curious, like the first time you ever went into like tilt brush, like, like, what did you just do? Like, how did you just start? Cause I think that's probably the hardest part. Uh, you know, I went in and I had a paintbrush and tilt brush. Cause I was like, okay, I'm just going to figure out tilt brush. And so I started painting and uh, there's that famous picture of Picasso painting with light. And so I'm like, Ooh, I'm gonna, I can really do this. And I'm like, that's too small. And so then I kept jumping to make it bigger. <laughs> uh, and and it, and so people are like, "What the heck's that guy doing?" He's like jumping over there in the corner, and 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 then like I realized that like you can shape shift, so you can go from the size of a squirrel to the size of a dinosaur. And so when you're at the size of a dinosaur, it's pretty easy to make like a star system because you're making everything's tiny. And then when you get back down to the size of the squirrel, all of a sudden you have a star system up there. So um, part of it was to learn like, that I could you know be different sizes. Uh, and then, like, totally just going through every single brush and trying it, um, and then, you know, doing that first painting, uh, and then realizing that Tilt Brush had enough different brushes that I could, like, create something that was massive. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, you know, at, the, at first it was kind of uh, challenging. I mean, like like you, I mean, it's like, what am I going to make? And if you don't really know what you're going to make, it's, you know, and, and you're doing it for the first time, it's a little bit, um, maybe scary, but, um, you know, spending time in it, you, you, you learn all the kind of ins and outs. And there are so many interesting tricks, like making a globe, for instance, you make a circle, you can like pull it apart and all of a sudden a, a globe pops up or a disc. And it's like, damn, that's like magic, you know, and, and <laughs> it's not something you can do in reality. And, um, there are all these different like shapes, like capsules and squares and so on. Um, there, there's things I would ask for, uh, but it, it's, uh, and, and then you can also cut and paste. And so like, like I can create all these, I can create one, two, three, 
cut and paste each one of them as a row and then I can like highlight them all and then I can change the color and I can highlight the next set and change the color and highlight the next set and change the color. So I can move pretty quickly by replicating and changing. And so it looks like every single one of these was done separately, but I'm, I'm like cut, paste, cut, paste, cut, color. And, and so um, and, and nobody ever sees me. I, I probably should document what I do a little bit more <laughs> because it's kind of maniacal, um, but it, 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 it is actually magical too. So. I'd watch that stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see those, videos, like, you know, going back to Rosie Summers, and they're just, like, whipping around, painting, and then they're like, ta-da, something magical. It's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Well, we, we had a, a, a contest of artists, uh, VR artists at REM5, and... And I, you know, in 20 minutes, I created like uh, eight different different colored globes and, and then like 20 <clears throat> different fireworks. And they were all in this giant rim. And the space was just giant. Um, and then what I ended up finding out is that on the monitor, all like, people could see was like blank space because my what I created was a little bit too big. Um, and so <laughs> the other people were creating things like the size of, a, of this table. Um, and so everybody could like see what they're creating. And, and so mm -hmm. I didn't even make it to the second round, but I'm like, I created a universe. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that was tricky it. because the people, you know, voting on everything, we're seeing it on a 2d screen, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Fun event though. Really cool to see how different people approach tilt brush painting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that, you know, you, you learn through every experience. And so like, I didn't realize I was, actually supposed to be concentrating on the 2d screen um <laughs> but i mean a lot of people made amazing things and 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 then you know uh, our, our friend brian edited my video together and it's like then it's like oh yes yeah, so you can see everything that was happening and it, it really turned out to be very cool so yeah and i gotta say like i love that you guys are in the same area and that you work together because i've seen like almost all your guys when you do like the art shows and you have like all the local talent like and do their stuff and then you guys put it in like a virtual museum like i've been in all of those and it's just That's awesome, awesome. I've, I've seen that video where you were I think it was the twenty minute challenge where you're just like frantically like doing stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I love all that stuff you guys it's just amazing. And then you had that one Thank like you. exhibit in, in Spatial Ape here where you could go up on all the floors like because I was in that installation in your in your from your site, and then I saw it in here. I'm like, "What the hell? Like, awesome!" Like I was running over there, jumping on <laughs> it, and looking at all the paintings again. Oh. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, like, I'm I'm glad that I'm at Rem Five. That's how I believe I ended up meeting Philip in the first place was through, uh, you know, Rem Five events and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Rem Five does a lot of like you know community focused stuff and um, reaching out to you know, virtual events so that people from across the, the globe can join as well. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the duality between community focused and, you know, world focused, but yeah, it was lead, fun. Lead to some, I, I've also I done some I, really cool, cool things like for the Minnesota twins, um, yep, having yeah. a virtual event, you know, and, and then also an art gallery. Uh, so like they, use the medium of vr to create things for uh, experiences and i think that that's been really uh, really fascinating and and you know it, it does become very inclusive especially when with the pandemic people could 
go see art in a VR sense. And it's yeah. And I think it was funny because I think it was Brian I was talking to, and he's mm-hmm. like, hey, doing this Minnesota Twins thing last summer, I think. Yep. And so we had him on the podcast and did all that. And then I started talking to you, and then you're like, oh, yeah, we worked with him. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, we're both, in, we're both in the cities. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm I, like two I, hours south. Like, I got to come up. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love that I get to double dip here. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel really fortunate. I mean, like I, as an artist, I, without help with Unity, I would be, you know, dead in the water. And and it's it's a very unique skill set to be able to understand Unity and all the capabilities. So, all about forming a team with complementary strengths. So. Yep, absolutely. Because I I couldn't to... paint something like this either. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm like that you guys do a lot of like I said local based stuff and like community things with like um you can probably talk to it better like you had a lot of the local I don't want to say like children but what was the one of the exhibits was like all children with art oh man I think Brian could could think could speak to this better than I could because um, right, he kind of heads spot. up a lot of the events and and I'm more of just I handle a lot of the de- software development stuff but. You know, REM5 does like sensory friendly uh, stuff for, uh, um, you know, kids who may have autism or, or other things like that, uh, make it um, so that it's accessible to anyone or, or people who are, are deaf come in and then do stuff like that. But yeah, REM5 also does a lot of like camps and stuff for, for kids as well. So, you know, K through six stuff. So. Yeah. But uh, I, I can't speak to the specifics as well as uh, my <laughs> counterpart, Brian, could. Sure. And that's, we've had like teachers and things on the podcast and this, I get so jealous because I'm like, if I, we had VR when I was a kid, like it'd be a whole different world going, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I watched a lot of Star Trek, the next generation growing up and I always dreamed of being able to use something like a holodeck someday. And like, (laughs) it's really empowering. Here I am. I'm able to like make stuff in VR now. It's just like a dream come true. So, um, Didn't expect that, but, you know, the first time I put on a VR headset, I was blown away, and it it captivated me. I'm sure a lot of other people have had similar experiences. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I appreciate your time. Uh, We've gone a little over an hour. We don't mind, but sometimes guests might, but... Um, before we wrap up, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to share or talk about? Or uh, I think that we hit all the, the points we want to talk about. You know, we do have the Steam site, and, and we have the demo yeah. available for either the PC or for PC VR. Uh, we also have a Discord community, so uh, you, you're welcome to check that out. Um, I, I try to post there mm-hmm. periodically. Um, and mm-hmm. if anybody wants to ask any questions or, or you know, contact us, you know, the, the, we're on Twitter and, you know, all, all yeah, the like well, we will see, we will, if you reach out to us on social media, we will see it and uh, answer. So, and as far as this, as steam goes, like we do appreciate any wish lists because that helps us in terms of the algorithm. So. Well, it's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> so. We'll make sure it's on mine too. Appreciate it. But yeah, yeah well, links to Twitter, all your, every Twitter 
and the demo and everything you guys have will be in the show notes and all that stuff. Awesome. So. That's thank awesome. you. Well, thank thanks you for the opportunity to come on and, and talk through it. And, uh, and also thanks for like, you know, letting your cocoa go cold while you went into it and experienced uh, <laughs> the, the VR directly, uh, the new space directly. I appreciate your time to like go out and, and, and check it out. So thank yeah, you. thank thank you so much, and I appreciate you guys having me on for the first time. It's been real fun. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Yeah. I can't. Um, literally, before we wrap up, like I, I was talking to someone at work about the neo art space, and I'm like, "This is what I'm doing tonight." And they, I explain it, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to go go back in there. It's very calming, very relaxing. So awesome. Be awesome. That's great. Thank you so Any much. Final thoughts? Okay. I yapped a whole lot, so. Okay. <laughs> it, you just got to experience it. Could yeah. Do it, so. Yeah. Well, this has been real fun. Wish list it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. Wave at the invisible camera. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. See you guys. Awesome. Yeah, thanks again, man. Thank all right. Man. Take care, everyone. Don't okay. freeze to death in the snow. I'll try not to. <laughs> All right, okay. bye. I know. Bye bye. See ya.